This is an FOU Studios podcast. The Chris Hahn Show. America and welcome. This is the Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. The truth is on the air and truthfully tonight, America. I'm live and I'm taking your call. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. And there's a lot to talk about tonight. 631-451-1039. We are 12 days away from the midterm elections that are going to be hotly contested in this country. And it is time for us to start talking about what's going on in this planet. And let me tell you something, the president of the United States, I do not blame the president of the United States for mail bombs being sent to uh, his uh, political opponents in the press, but I do blame him for his reaction to it. I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about that tonight, hopefully with you, America. 631-451-1039. I am streaming live on my Twitter feed for the first segment if you want to check that out, at Christopher Hahn. You can also check me out on Instagram, uh, Christopher Hahn NY, uh, on, excuse me, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, and I'm Chris Hahn NY on Facebook. Uh, And later on tonight, I got Janet Johnson joining me. Look, there's nobody I'd rather talk to tonight between the midterms, what's going on in the state of Florida, which Janet is very much aware of, and and everything going on in this country. But let's start with the top story that's been driving the news cycle for the last 24 hours, and that's mail bombs being sent to former Presidents Obama and Clinton, uh, former Vice President Biden, uh, Maxine Waters, George Soros, John Brennan, CNN, and others. Uh, by a, a bomber. Now, look, crazy is what crazy is, America. Uh, I do think the rhetoric in this country has been uh, hyperbolic. Uh, I do not believe that uh, my political opponents are my enemy, and I hope you don't believe that either. Uh, but I do believe that uh, I do believe that uh, I do believe that we're in a point point in this country where we have to. Uh, absolutely 100% understand uh, that uh, politics uh, politics is, uh, is, is something that is not a, a zero-sum game, and your political opponents are not your political enemies. Your political opponents are, uh, are people who believe in, in this country as well. They believe in this country uh, as well, and they, uh, they want to see what's best for this country. Uh, they just have a different way of getting there. I don't think that Donald Trump is my enemy. I don't think that the people I debate on, on, on a regular basis on Fox News is my, um, is my, um, are my enemies. I'm trying to flip this camera here. I, I screwed up. My wife called me uh, on, my, on my phone while I'm trying to live tweet. Uh, and I'm all messed up now. Uh, there we go. I got it, Mike. I got it. It's good. Uh, and uh, so I lost my Twitter feed. Um, I don't think that my political opponents are my political enemies. I, I happen to love the people I debate at Fox News. I have a lot of, I, I care about them. I care about Janine Pirro and, and, and uh, Laura Ingram and Tucker and uh, Dan Bongino, who I debate all the time, and Monica Crowley, who I've debated many times over the years. I've had a lot of these people on the show. You've, you've heard them on the Chris Hahn show. They are not my enemies. I don't blame the president of the United States for some psycho putting a bomb in the mail. 
the rhetoric has been hot, and I think he's been a big part of it, but I can't blame him singularly for it. But I do blame him for not attempting to unify the nation after it happened. America. The president went out on the road last night, as he always does, on his Give Me Attention tour, I like to call it. And, and, and while he, he struck the right tone during the day and said, we need to start unifying and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. He did what every president's supposed to do. He then goes on the road and the chants of CNN suck. Uh, the talk of the fake news media. He even mocked. He even mocked his own. He mocked his own statement from earlier in the day. And said, I, I'm supposed to be nice now. I'm supposed to be even killed. Uh, Mr. President, I, I, look, I know we're 12 days from an election. You want to have a rally to try to help your, your party win seats. I get that. But when somebody does a malicious terrorist attack designed, designed to stifle political debate in this country, It is your job as president of the entire nation, not just of your base, not just of the 33% of Americans that will jump in front of a bus for you or the 44% of Americans who voted for you. Your job as president is to be president of the entire country. And just as I was on you two weeks ago for having a political rally as a hurricane, a category five hurricane was bearing down on the state of Florida. By the way, uh, uh, Bill Nelson's now uh, way ahead in Florida. Andrew Gillum way ahead in Florida, both Democrats. I think that has something to do with the president having a political rally as they were being ravaged by a storm. I think people in Florida understood that pretty, pretty, uh, pretty clearly. But your job as president last night was to console the nation, to attempt to unify the nation, not to exploit partisan divides, Mr. President. And I know you're a partisan. I get it. I'm a partisan. We're all partisans sometimes. But you're the president. You're the president of the United States of America. And the president of the United States of America has to hold himself to a higher standard, especially in times of national crisis. And this is a national crisis. Meanwhile, the president's allies on the right and the right-wing media are calling this a false flag. I'll talk about Rush Limbaugh later on. And, and, and look, America, I don't know who the person is that sent this. I don't know if this, uh, you know, I, 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 I assume it's some crazy person. I don't think there's any, I don't think you could really prescribe political motivation to these acts. I don't believe that at all. But whatever the cause, for these political hacks on the right, Rush Limbaugh and the others, Mark Levin, Rush Limbaugh, Savage, Candace Owens, who I've tangled with in the past, James Woods, who blocked me on Twitter today. I'll talk about that in a little while. For them to come out and call it a false flag minutes after it happened, uh, it's it's amazing to me. And, and, And James Woods... Let me say this directly to you, James Woods, because I know you're probably monitoring my Twitter feed after you blocked me earlier today, so I'll look right into the camera and I'll say this to you. I really enjoyed your performance in Ray Donovan two seasons ago. I thought the character Sully was awesome, and I thought you brought it to life brilliantly. 
but your politics is bat, you know what, crazy. Uh, you are a conspiracy theorist um, to the nth degree. Uh, I don't know if you have um, a tinfoil hat uh, that you wear regularly, but the things you say on Twitter and the things you've said politically publicly over the last couple of years uh, really makes me hate liking your performances as an actor because I really have enjoyed you over the years as an actor. I think you've actually been a pretty good actor. I think America will agree with me on that. But uh, I'm done with you. You blocked me because I said your tweet was disgusting and you're just a whiny little snowflake who can't handle anybody disagreeing with him. So you blocked me, Mr. Woods. Good riddance. I'm sorry. I enjoyed our back and forth. Uh, But uh, I guess that's over now. I guess you'll just retreat to your conservative bubble, uh, your ultra-conservative bubble. But anyway, 631-451-1039 is my number. If you want to be part of the national conversation, pick up the phone and give me a call. I am live, and I am taking your calls. 631-451-1039 is my number. If you want to be part of the national conversation, I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. And right now, I am live streaming this broadcast with video on my Twitter feed. So if you want to check it out, you can check out my Twitter feed right now. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to be part of the national conversation. I got Janet Johnson joining me at 9 o'clock. We're going to talk about what's going on in Florida. We're going to talk about what's going on nationally. We're going to talk about these uh, mail bombs. Uh, You know, look, look, I'm going to be be very clear with you, America. Uh, I get death threats often. Um. I, you know, it's been happening for years. Uh, I don't take them all too seriously anymore. I probably should, uh, but I don't. Um, I, I think because I've checked a few of them out and they've been completely nonsense. Some, literally some fat guy in his basement or some old guy on a respirator. The first time it happened to me, they threatened not only me, but they threatened President Obama. This was 10 years ago and it was checked out. And the guy was like on a respirator somewhere in like uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania or something like that. And, uh, I, you know, I, I felt kind of ridiculous for being a, a, upset by it. And over the years, uh, you know, you get a lot of them, death threats and threats of physical harm. Uh, you start to live with it. So when I see these mail bombs being sent to the media, I'm look, I'm no Bill Clinton. Nobody knows me uh, on that level. I, I'm no uh, John Brennan. I'm no Joe Biden. I'm not CNN. Uh, but when you see these things uh, happen, you, you get a little concerned. You, you get uh, concerned not just for yourself, but for your friends. You've got a lot of friends in this business, people who are much bigger stars than me that have been very good uh, to me over the years. And you worry about those people. Uh, it's troubling to see this in our discourse, that there are people that believe that there's violence. And and I know my conservative friends have been bringing up Steve Scalise being shot and nobody blaming Bernie Sanders for his supporter shooting Steve Scalise. And I don't blame Bernie Sanders. I don't blame Donald Trump. Uh, but there is a need to dial it down in this country. And the president needs to be the one to do it. The president has the bully pulpit. Okay, I've got some people who listen to me on this show and who download my podcast and see me on Fox. And I have always advocated for civility. I don't like people going up to people in restaurants and uh, disturbing, disturbing their dinner or throwing their doggy bag out. Uh, I think that's a lot of nonsense. I am not opposed to peaceful protest. 
you know, there have been a lot of people on the right that want to conflate peaceful protests, like the protests that happened in front of the Supreme Court after Kavanaugh, or the protests that happened in the halls of the United States Senate office buildings during the Kavanaugh hearings. Those are legitimate protests. That is a place where people should protest. That's the Capitol. That's the Supreme Court. That's a place where you should protest. But don't go up to Mitch McConnell while he's having, you know, tacos and throw out his doggy bag. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. Okay, I do not support that. I do not agree with what Maxine Waters said to attack them when they're, you know, to to confront them when they're pumping their gas. I'm not for that. Most people are not. Senator Schumer, my former boss, did the same exact thing. He, he, He has denounced such activities. So has Nancy Pelosi and so have many other people on the left and the right. But this false flag nonsense from Rush Limbaugh, James Woods, the whiny little snowflake who blocked me, and others is just disturbing to suggest that the Democratic Party would send these mail bombs out to change the conversation of this political campaign season is just ridiculous. And it is just cold. And there are a lot of people who believe in America, I will tell you, because the James Woods thing got about 25,000 engagements, Mike, 25,000 engagements. Look at you moving up. With yeah, I didn't get 25,000 followers out of it. Oh, you never do. No, I got about 70. Yeah. But uh, 25,000 engagements, about 600 comments mm-hmm. on that tweet. And most of them were James Wood fans who were saying it is a false flag. And I always say to myself, who are these people? Like, who are these people who just believe this nonsense? I, I mean, America, you've got to help me out here. I mean, you've got to help me out. You've got to tell me what you're thinking right now in this chaotic environment that we are living in 12 days before the midterm elections. This midterm election feels like a presidential election to me. It does not feel like a midterm. Midterms are usually sleepy. It's all about field campaign. Who's got the better field? Well, this is all about, you know, getting out there and voting, you know. So Democrats get get out there and vote. Yeah, and I think they are. I voter mean, registration. I see the, this is the most I've seen, you know, voter registration things, register to vote on, on all the social media. Absentee ballots on, in yeah. Suffolk County have tripled from the last midterm. Absentee ballots. Uh, early voting in Florida is higher than the last presidential election, which is amazing to me. There is just so much going on. Somebody on Twitter is asking me, what is a false flag? I will tell you what a false flag is, Twitter uh, viewer. A false flag is when somebody creates a disturbance, almost always a violent disturbance, against themselves to gain sympathy for their cause. Uh, The most famous false flag is the destruction, I believe, is the destruction of the USS Maine, which became the rallying cry for the United States to enter the Spanish-American War. Uh, they, the, the cry was, remember the Maine. Uh, they were saying that the Spanish had blown up the Maine and the United States got into that war. Uh, the Spanish did not blow up the Maine. 
Somebody blew up the main. It wasn't the Spanish. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so it's, it's, it's like that. I hope that answers your question, Twitter viewer. And of course, you can always call me at 631-451-1039 and be part of the national conversation by actually talking, which is something I like to do. I like to actually talk. No one talks these days. Yeah, nobody Chris. talks. They tweet, I got people tweeting questions. And unfortunately, I was looking at the screen and I saw it pop up. It was like, what the hell is a phone That's flag? what you get. And that's what set of phone calls we get. You get Twitter I get questions. Twitter questions. Hey, I'm go. taking them, but I'm only doing the first segment on a Twitter live. Then you'll either have to stream it at linewsradio.com. Tune in to 103.9 FM if you're on Long Island. Or you could check out the Chris Hahn podcast, the Chris Hahn Show podcast tomorrow or later on tonight, whenever they put it up. Assuming we don't get uh, a wrong show cut in the middle of it. It was very funny oh, last yeah. week. I'm listening to it. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I, I, all these unnamed I, clips right next yeah. to each other. I just click, take them all. I, I, I don't remember having got psychic on my show. It's <laughs> like, a little flair to the show, bro. It's fun, <laughs> yeah. People are like, hey, what is this? Chris, you're doing a new thing. You're branching out to psychics? I'm like, look, I don't believe in that stuff, okay? I don't believe in anything. So you're going to believe in that? So, <laughs> my bad, bud. Oh, it's okay, Mike. I love you anyway. Uh, but it, it, it's it's it is a it, it, we're living in a crazy world guys we're living in a crazy world right and it is something that we all have to come together and understand that we're all Americans or what we have in common is far greater than what divides us and i think our politics has just become so ugly look People said, yo, Chris, come on, you never agree with anybody on Fox. They don't bring me on to agree. I agree with a lot of things that these people on Fox, and they agree with me on a lot of things. We probably agree 75% of the time. Boring television, if you agree. Yeah, that. what's the point? Oh, yeah, that's a nice point. I go, I could, right, I, good, right. Point, oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with your point. Yeah, exactly. that, that'd be fun <laughs> to watch. I mean, nobody'd watch that. They don't bring us on to talk about things we agree on, but... That's TV. Our president needs to not be a TV show. Our president needs to set the tone. And I am telling you this, America, I know he's going to be going hog wild for the next 12 days, trying to save himself from investigation after investigation after investigation, something he's not going to be able to do. The, the Democrats are almost certainly taking the House, and they're probably going to lose one seat in the Senate. If not, keep the Senate status quo 49-51. And I know the president's going to be taking the next 12 days and going crazy. So I am going to reserve a little judgment. Mike, I'm going to give the president a pass for a couple of weeks, 12 days. Get rid of the violent rhetoric, Mr. President. But 13 days from now... You need to set a tone, and the tone you need to set is a healing tone. And if you cannot do that, we need to put somebody in that office who can, because your job is to represent the entire country, the entire United States of America, all of the people, all of the time. Most presidents don't even mention the, uh, the parties by name. It's one of the things I blame Obama for, because Obama did it. I think he was the first president, at least in modern times, to do it. This president has taken it to a whole nother level and has basically become a right-wing pundit as president and has never even reached out to the other side. So I am asking you, I am pleading you, Mr. President, when this election is over, drop the partisan labels 
and become a unifier. Bring us together. Because if you can't, we've got to find somebody who will, and we've got to do that quick, sooner rather than later. I don't think it could wait till 2020. And I have never called for impeachment, and I probably never will. And I'm hoping, I'm praying that you get the message that was sent this week. All right, 631-451-1039. I'll take your calls on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Chris Hodge Show. I'll be right back. Chris Han Show. All right. I'm live and I'm taking your calls at 631-451-1039. 631-451-1039. 12 days before the all-important midterm election. 631 631- 451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. Pipe bombs sent in the mail to uh, people who the president has criticized. Uh, you know, uh, people are crazy. They do crazy things. We never know what's going to motivate those crazy people. But it's important that people who are president of the United States do not refer to their political opponents as the enemy of the people, as he has the press. You don't dehumanize your opponent. It's one of the things I loved about John McCain, America. I get choked up every time I see that clip of John McCain when he was running for president against Barack Obama in 2008, telling that woman, no, 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 ma'am. He's a good family man and he's American. He's someone who I just have a disagreement with politically, but he's a good man. That, that's lost right now, America. It is absolutely lost in our politics. How does that affect you? How do you feel about it? Will it ever end? I've had people say to me, smart people who are not in politics, say the country split down the middle 50-50. Are we going to have a civil war? I'm like, God, no. First of all, even in states where Democrats are completely dominant, 40% of the people in those states are not Democrats at minimum. And in states where Republicans are completely dominant, 40% of the people in that state are not Republicans. So we're going to have a street to street fight in this country. It's not who we are. We don't settle our differences by sending pipe bombs in the mail. We don't settle our differences by getting tanks in the streets. We settle our differences by having robust debate with our friends, our neighbors, and people who we don't agree with and people we don't know. I got a very touching email last week from a Fox News fan who who said to me in no uncertain terms that he 
did not agree with my politics. But he appreciated the fact that I show up on a network week after week, year after year now, where people disagree with me to have a lively, robust debate on issues. And then I get the consequences. Look, I get the consequences of that in my Twitter feed. Okay, I, I, I look at it. Look at it today with this James Woods thing. It's going nuts. It's like a... It's like one of those. It's like a. It's like one of those things that just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. It's like a meter that's spinning out of control right now, of people just attacking me, because James Woods blocked me because I said his politics was disgusting. I'm sorry, James Woods. Ten minutes after a bomb is sent to the former president of the United States, and the former uh, two former presidents of the United States, a former vice president of the United States, a member of Congress, and others. To call it a false flag because Rush thought it was a false flag or Savage thought it was a false flag or you just decided to make it up yourself. I mean, you were in the movie JFK uh, and you did play Roy Cohn. I don't know. I think he played Roy Cohn and Roy Cohn's politics seeped into his brain. But take a look at it sometimes. It's not very polite. I mean, there are many people who are, are very polite to me and I appreciate it. But for the most part, it's a lot of negative Nancys out there living in their basement, tweeting ugly things at me. We have to come to a place in our politics where we can disagree without being disagreeable. And I got to tell you, um, I guess it was in 2010. I can't remember when Gabby Giffords got, it was 2011. Gabby Giffords, who was a congresswoman from Arizona, uh, she survived the Tea Party wave and she was in a district that was pretty Republican district. And after that Tea Party wave, uh, Congresswoman Giffords was doing a Congress, Congresswoman at your store, at your, at your uh, supermarket event where she would go to a supermarket and set up a table and answer questions from her constituents. And there was a large crowd there and a crazed gunman opened fired on Gabby Giffords. Now I didn't call the guy a conservative, um, but he was a crazed gunman. So that night I was on Fox news. I was on Fox News with a woman named Angela McLowan, who I'd been on with many times before, who I've met in the green room, who I found very pleasant, uh, nice human being, who I disagreed with politically. And I, I thought for sure I would get bumped. I was on it. It was like a six o'clock hit uh, on Fox News. And I thought for sure that they would bump me, but they said, you know what? We want you to come on uh, and talk about civility. Talk about the importance of the dialogue. And I was on with Angela and we talked about the dialogue. It was a very touching experience. And Angela has been a good friend of mine ever since. The people who I debate on Fox News, some of whom come on this show, are friends of mine. I consider them friends. I consider Dan Bongino my brother from another mother. Janine Pirro, Judge Janine, who I've been sparring with for eight years on Fox News, who a lot of people on the left have a lot of bad things to say about, 
I don't agree with her politics, and I think her rhetoric sometimes is over the top, but I love Janine Pirro. And I think that there's too much animosity towards people we disagree with, too much dehumanization of them. And I think it's worse on the right. I think the right wants to scare you. That's why this caravan has been in the news the last couple of days and will continue to be in the news. It's nonsense, America. There's a caravan from Central America every year. They are walking. They're not coming here to vote in the midterms, as the president said. They're not, they're not infiltrated by Middle Eastern terrorists. And when they get to the border, they're not going to climb the walls. They're going to present themselves at the border for asylum. They are traveling in a pack for protection, and not all of them are going to get here. The caravan that Americans should be most afraid of, in my opinion, is the caravan of conservatives heading to Washington who are going to change Social Security. So if you're 50 years old now, you probably will never get to retire. And if you're retired now, you're going to get a little less. And they're going to take away Medicare. Good luck. That's the caravan you should be afraid of. Not the caravan of people who are trying to escape tyranny in Central America. And instead of the president recognizing the humanitarian crisis on the other side of the border and in Central America, the president is using that crisis to scare us. To scare his base into voting, because that's really what you guys care about, right? You care about the immigration crisis. This is our politics now. This has got to change. This is not sustainable. What if somebody would have died yesterday? What if a mail carrier handling that explosive died You know, we live in a country where we have deep divisions politically, but not really. And I say that, I know it sounds contradictory. Not really. I don't think most Americans really truly disagree the way it is portrayed and the way we feel we disagree with each other. I think that we agree on most things. But we have demonized the other side so badly that it is impossible for us to see the similarities. I mean, healthcare, for example. I, I, I'm sorry, uh, right-wingers. I think most people want affordable healthcare. I think most people in this country like the Affordable Care Act. I know most people in this country like Medicare. But one side has said it is socialism and it's going to destroy the economy. And the other side has said those people are trying to kill people. Well, it's not socialism and they're not trying to kill people. It's a plan to get health care to more people, and it has. And it could be better if both sides work together to iron out the kinks in it. But that won't happen 
Because, you know, back in 2009, when they were passing it, in 2009 and 2010, one side said, we're not going to give them a single inch. Mitch McConnell said that on the day Obama was inaugurated, it is my job to make him a one-term president, and I'm not going to agree with anything he does, even if I agree with it now. If he does it, I'm against it. And guess what? That has infected the population now. We all feel that if it's, some, if it's a Republican idea, the Democrats can't have any, anything to do with it. If it's a Democratic idea, the Republicans won't have anything to do with it. It's nonsense. 631-451-1039 is my number. I'm live. I'm taking your calls. I will be on Tucker Carlson tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Fox News. I'll be on Janine Pirro this and every Saturday, 930 uh, don't forget to check me out there. I am moving my Monday appearance uh, on uh, on Ingram to Tuesday. I'll be on Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Uh, I actually will be, if you're on Long Island listening to me, I'll be on a show here on Long Island on Monday night uh, on the LI News Radio Network. Um, what's it called, Mike? I can't remember what it's I know I'm coming in. It's uh, the round table. But long oh, the round table. The round table. Ah, the round table. Uh, yes. The great minds will come together. I'll be one of those minds. And the great Jay Oliver. Jay Oliver coming at you. I love Jay. Uh, he'll be in, in studio as well. It'll be, a, uh, it'll be a jolly good time of people talking politics in a round table. 631-451-1039 is my number. I'm live. I'm taking your calls. If you want to be part of the national conversation, I got Janet Johnson joining me. At the top of the hour, but let me go to the phone, 631-451-1039. Let me go to Joe in Rocky Point. Joe, you're on the air. Chris, I mean, you got to put blame on both sides about tone of the country. You can't just blame it on Donald Trump. I don't. Have you been, Joe? Joe, have you been listening to the show? Yes, I have. Have I blamed only Donald Trump? I just did a whole monologue about how people need to stop demonizing their opponents. Right, but you're blaming the, you know, these are people that got no, that Joe, said something about Joe, Donald Trump. Joe, and Joe, 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 what I said about Donald Trump is he's the president of the entire United States. And the day that this happens, he does not need to be going to rallies and being partisan. He needs to bring people together. And I also said I'm going to give him a pass for 12 days because we're in the heat of an election. And on the 13th day, this man needs to start unifying or he needs to get out. Because this is the, the job of the president of the United States is when you see these kinds of divisions developing is to stop them. Ronald Reagan never mentioned the Democratic Party. Neither did Bill Clinton. OK, this is well, something you're absolutely right. The, these the, most presidents don't even use the partisan terms. This president has been hyperbolic as if he's Sean Hannity doing a live show. That's got to stop, Joe. He's the president. Yeah, but Chris, I mean, when you say Mitch McConnell wanted to make Obama a one-term president, the, the Democrats are trying to do the same thing to Donald Trump. No, That's what's been no, going no, 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 no. If Donald Trump, years. look, when, when Donald Trump met with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, they offered him a deal, DACA for the wall. And the president decided not to take it because Mitch McConnell did not want him to take it because it was too, it was, oh, it's amnesty. He didn't want it. Okay, these the Democrats have shown that they would negotiate with this president. And I believe if the Democrats and I believe, hold on, Joe, I believe if the Democrats take control of Congress, they will work with this president on things uh, like uh, like things like um, like health care reform, infrastructure reform. The president will have a willing partner in the Democrats. Obama got nothing from Mitch McConnell. Joe, thanks for your call. Six, three, one, four, five, one, one, oh, three, nine. Let me go to 
Ken in Tucson, Arizona. You listen to me on the app? What are you doing? Ken, well, you're on the air. Your, I cut. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I caught your show on uh, on Twitter, and uh, I got interested in in what I was hearing. Only caught a only got a little bit of it, but I watch you uh, debate people on uh, on some of the uh, Fox News stations, and I've been kind of interested because you're one of the few. Uh, of the liberal types that I actually admire and have admired for your reasonableness and your mostly calm demeanor. Yeah, sometimes um, I get a little amped. <laughs> well, yeah, but everybody does. I saw you and Bongino going at each other once, but uh, but here's the thing, so Ken. I, I just want to make this. I want to make this perfectly clear. I love Dan Bongino, okay? He is a friend of mine. We disagree on things politically, but I would never wish ill for Dan Bongino. I think he feels the same about I, you. I know he does. Okay. Well, that's not why I called. Okay, what's up? I, call, I called because the the little snippet that I caught on there on, on Twitter, it's a, it was a 17-minute bit. And I used it to, I listened to it like five times to try and get your um, phone number out so I could call you. Oh, I and, tweeted that uh, earlier in the day. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, that's, I get it. I didn't realize you were on the air still. Yep. Five right now in Tucson. I'm on till 10 o'clock Eastern. Okay, well, I I will I will um, keep that in mind, and I will listen to you more now that I've found your radio show. I knew you were a radio guy, but um, I wanted to address. Well, you better hurry up. I'm up against a hard break. You got about a minute. All right. Well, I think you have a fundamental misunderstanding of. Who sent Trump to D.C. and why? Oh, I know why, and, and I know who. Well, I, we like him. Well, yeah. We love our <laughs> M1 Abrams version <laughs> of the president. I'm, and we sent him there to be a disruptor. Ken, Ken, a, I, a, know, a I, I know Trump's base love him, which is why no Republican in this country will stand up to him at all. And, and frankly, the founders wanted a Congress to be a check on the president, not a rubber stamp. But, Ken, I appreciate your call. I'm up against a hard break. Thanks for calling. And keep but they're listening. they're not rubber stamps. Though they are. That's the, the whole point. They are. They are. We'll, we'll talk more about it. Ken, thanks for, thanks, thanks for your call. I'm running out of time uh, here. McCain. McCain. No, you're right. And you, you got a couple of good ones in Arizona. But uh, but there's got to be more all over the nation. Ken, thanks for your call, my man. 631-451-1039. I'm up against a break here. I got about a minute and a half before I go to break, and I got to wrap up. But uh, but I think Ken makes a good argument for syndication for me, right? 
I got a guy who saw me on Twitter from Arizona wanted to call in. That's great. I know that I know that uh, the owner of this station will be mm. seeking a syndication deal for me <laughs> very soon. I, hope I don't so. know if he's here right now, but uh, <laughs> but I expect full syndication by the end of next year. What do you think, Mike? Sign me up for that. We're going on the road. Let's do this. Mike B will be behind the glass everywhere. Maybe we can even get the Bittleman show syndicated. I hope so. Sunday night at seven thirty, baby. Hey, man. Yeah. As soon as you get Randy Jackson or Billy Joel, you got to get a big Long Island name. I know. I know. Blue Oyster Colts. <laughs> you got to get one of those. You got to get one of those guys. We're get trying. the guy who We're played trying. the cowbell. <laughs> can you get him? Just get Will Farrell in just to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just get Will Farrell. He's on around the, the corner. It's 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 it is amazing. Look, I know why. Ken and other people who supported President Trump sent them there. They sent them to be a disruptor. But that doesn't mean the disruptor can't be the consoler when the consoler needs to be the consoler to unify the nation. It can't always be war. It can't always be election time. There's got to be a time when the president is the president where he brings the people together for the good of the country, for the good of the world. I mean, we're the president's the leader of the free world. I got the Russian president out there saying America's over. It's not over. It's not over, people. America is not over. We are the greatest country this planet has ever known, and we are a force for good, and we are a force to be reckoned with. All right. Janet Johnson joining me. Other side of the break. Take your calls again a little later on. 631-451-1039. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. I'll be right back. Favorite progressive, The Chris Hahn Show. All right. I'm back. I'm live. I'll take your calls at the bottom of the hour at 631 451 1039. Don't forget, you can tweet me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter and uh, Christopher Hahn and why. On Instagram, if you want to, I don't know, see pictures of my cat. I don't, I don't have a cat anymore, but uh, I've been posting. I've been doing a little bit more on Instagram, trying to get that working. But joining me right now, a good friend of the show, good friend of mine, who I've actually never been in the same room with physically, but somebody who I know from lots of TV and radio. Janet Johnson is a regular on the Chris Hahn Show. She's one of my favorite guests. I call her my political soul sister. She is Jay Johnson Law on Twitter, and you can see her on HLN almost every Saturday morning talking about legal issues and politics from time to time. Janet, how you doing? I'm well. Should I worry about your cat? Is this a recent development? Well, no. My cat's been dead since 2011. You're still, you're still dealing with it, though. Yeah, it's a bad, yeah. it was a bad loss. It's, it's been I, hard. 16 years I had that cat. It was you a, might need a kitten. Get a kitten. Yeah, my daughter really wants to get a dog, but I told her she's got to clean her room for six months straight. And if she does that, I'll get a dog. And she has not been able to keep it for, clean for six hours. So, you know. I don't How think about if, if Bedo wins, then she gets a puppy? I don't know. Maybe I'll get her a cat. <laughs> you know, uh, the thing about dogs is that it, it's like having a, a, an infant that never grows up. They've got to constantly be taken care of. They've got to constantly be looked after. At least a cat, if you want to go away for the weekend, you just leave a lot of food for the cat, and it's fine. We are cat people. We have an amazing cat. I highly recommend a cat. 
And uh, he maybe we'll get a kitten. If Andrew Gillum pulls it out, maybe he gets a brother. I think Andrew Gillum is going to pull it out. Oh, I've, I've watched the debates. I know you were watching. We were both tweeting at the same time yeah. over yeah. the weekend. Uh, I, I watched that debate Sunday, and I asked myself the question, how can anybody be voting for the other guy, I get DeSantis? Yeah. I mean, he's just he seemed angry the entire time. I actually tweeted to you, does this guy know he's on TV right now? I mean, it well, was it was amazing. Yeah. And an interesting thing, I used to do um, a debate, actually, in a, in a show on a local TV channel that his wife is a you know, sort of reporter TV personality, and she was on a, another show on that channel. And so she's like a media person. Yes. I mean, he's literally married to someone who could say, honey, don't like look shifty when yeah, they can't. The don't grind your teeth when your opponent's speaking. Awful, awful. And, you know, Gillum is like... Out of central casting. Out of I mean, central casting. Thick. And I was a, a Graham person. He was not my guy. Yep. I, you know, ever since she lost the primary, we've all, you know, really came together well in Florida, hosted an event for him last week, and he is a rock star. I mean, he, just he, spectacular. So I've been saying this, I said to you uh, off the air, and I'll say it on the air. I think that if Gillum wins, and I, I believe he's going to win, and I believe he's also carrying Ben Nelson with him, which is great. Yeah, but Bill, uh, I also Bill think. Nelson. We're Bill. Bill Nelson. Sorry. I also think that, that Bill Nelson's winning because of Red Tide Rick. Uh, and I think that you guys should start calling him Red Tide Rick for the rest of the race. Well, I, we <laughs> had a rally Monday with Joe Biden for Bill Nelson and for um, for Gillum. And also Saturday, Cory Booker was here that I had a, an event with. So we're getting all the rock stars. But the people were chanting Red Tide Rick. It is kind of getting some Excellent. traction. Excellent. Yeah. Red Tide Rick. And I think yeah. that people kind of get it. And, uh, but I think he's going to win. I think Gillen's going to win. And I think Democrats have to rethink what they think a national candidate is when he does. And I, I've said this to you and I'll say to other people, if he wins, there is no reason why the Democrats shouldn't nominate Camilla Harris to be president of the United States. Because first of all, uh, I, I think she's actually to the right of Gillum a little bit. And I, I think that she's, yeah. she would be a tremendous candidate. She was a prosecutor. She's incredibly smart. I yeah. mean, like, and, and as sharp as they come, I mean, I actually was looking forward to her cross-examination of, of Kavanaugh. I wish they would have, yeah. I wish everybody should have just yielded their time to her. Well, and she, you know, I, I also met her at a Bill Nelson event, uh, in the spring and she has that charisma that I, you know, as a woman, I think I can say this, a lot of female candidates have a hard time projecting that right. not natural. And Hillary didn't have that. Right. Um, although I think she's great in, you know, in a smaller venue, but Harris really has it. The thing that Gillum had that a lot of minority people of color, a lot of candidates didn't have, it was an odd combination because he's been endorsed by Bernie, which, I mean, there are voters that I spoke to, friends of mine who were Democrats, who said I was on the fence whether I was going to be Graham or Gillum. But once Bernie came out and said it was his guy, I supported him. Right. Kind of surprised me. Wow. But yet he was he is somewhat centrist. He was a Hillary delegate. He wasn't a Bernie guy. So he kind of has that sort of chameleon yes. thing where yeah. He's a politician. Right. Oh my God. A he, politician right. running right. for governor. <laughs> Which is awesome. Now Harris, I think I don't know if it's because she's from California, but she's going to be, and and look, she's my person, so I want her. But the distinction I would say is she does have a little bit of a Nancy Pelosi connection. She has the California. Yeah, well, they're both San Francisco, too, right? Right, right. And so it might be a little bit of, uh, you know, the Bernie people, 
unless they're bots, which they might be, but the Twitter, you know, people who say they're Bernie people had already started this, you know, you know, they don't like women. I mean, I hate to say that, yeah. they're, you know, they're Bernie bros. Like, the Bernie bros, they're not, you know, even the women don't right, like women. Right. Um, and they were sort of, oh, she was, she, she's a prosecutor. She locks people up. Well, I mean, I'm a criminal defense attorney, but I recognize that prosecutors have a meaningful, important role in the criminal justice. Yeah. Don't they watch the first minute of Law and Order? <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> even I think that like, prosecutors are legitimate. Yeah, guess purpose. what? There are some people who commit crimes and need to be locked up. Exactly. <laughs> like there's yeah. a guy who put mail bombs in the mail. Is somebody going to oh. prosecute them, Bernie bros? Well, it's, I mean, first of all, this week has been really hard. Oh, I mean, my the, God. The debates were great. You know, and last night, watching, um, you know, the the moment that's getting, that's going viral of Gillum saying, I'm not saying. I'm not calling you a racist, but the racists <laughs> sure think you're a racist. That's, that was think, awesome. It's like the best line I've I've ever seen in a debate. I really can't. Yeah. I, mean, I know that you're no John Kennedy, but that that wasn't delivered as well. I mean, this guy is great, but. In the middle of all those sort of exciting, happy things, oh my gosh! I mean, the fact that—and yeah. I know you've been talking about this—but it all I, night, yeah, and you know, good because you know the fact that there, we've never had anything like this. I mean, this is you know ten. I think we're at right now. All people, former presidents, former first lady, former secretary of state, and that's just one house, you know, and then the Obamas and George Soros, an 88-year-old Holocaust survivor. Yeah. You know, all people that were called out by Donald Trump. And what does he do? He holds a rally, right. which is part of the entire culture that's led to I, this. I have said this tonight, and I'll say it again. I do not hold him responsible for some maniac putting a bomb in the mail. I do hold him responsible for his own reaction to it. And not being a president. Like, did he even call the Obamas? No, he has not. Did he call he the Clintons? Not. Did he call Maxine Waters? Did he, he call hasn't. these people? Like, no, every other hasn't. president on the planet would have called them, no matter who, what party they're in. No, he hasn't. And, and the thing is, I think, I mean, for me, it, you know, sort of like Megyn Kelly, you know, and, and no offense to any Fox viewers no. or former, but, you know, I mean, that wasn't even the worst of the things that she said or done. I mean, he has been doing these rallies. You know, I saw people tweeting, will he hold a rally tonight? The fact that we're talking about whether an office, a guy who was in office, right, right. Holding, he holds political rallies. This is not normal. So it not, not normal. I mean, look, I guess during the midterms, you go out and campaign for candidates. You, you get as many people as you can in the room. But that's not what these things are. They're not. I mean, they're really about him. It's yeah, about, about him. him. Right. And, it, and he's it's, been doing them the whole time. The it, whole time. It, it's insane. I have actually said... I don't expect him to change in the next 12 days. I just don't. You don't expect him to change? No, I don't expect him to change in the next 12 days. But if he doesn't ex- oh. if he doesn't change 13 days from now, uh, we need to change him immediately because this is well, ridiculous. We yeah, can't have and, this anymore. Well, and, you know, tonight we have um, Kirsten Nielsen, you know, is, is doing interviews. We're sending troops to the border. You know, the caravan story, thank God, right. has gotten pushed off the front page because these are refugees who are – 
you know, still the humanitarian a humanitarian crisis that the president's decided to treat like a fear monger like thing. And like I will criminals. tell, I will say this to you, and I know a lot of Florida people listen to me when you're on, especially on the podcast, which you could get tomorrow on iTunes, the Chris Han Show. Uh, <laughs> sorry, got to make this shameless plug. <laughs> I will, Florida. I will say this to you, Floridians. Here's the caravan you should be afraid of. You should be afraid of the caravan of conservatives coming to Washington to take away your social security and to take away your Medicare and demand, right. you know, if you're 50 years old, don't ever think about retiring because that's the caravan you got to worry about because that's real. Mitch McConnell made it very clear. He did not lie. He told the truth. He said, we need to deal with entitlement spending. That's what he's talking. And I don't think it's uh, look, I, I pay, I see the social security taken out of my check every month. Right. right, So what is that an entitlement of? You worked hard for that money. Mitch is going to take it away. That's the caravan you need to be looking for. Well, and, and I hope that, they, that people understand that when they say that we will protect pre-existing conditions, your insurance company can't punish you, Rick Scott is, is saying that, is tweeting it, is saying right. it on commercials. Right. He is currently suing to stop the Affordable Care Act from yeah. protecting pre-existing conditions. So do not buy that lie. It is I mean, not uh, only does Trump do it, now they're doing it's it. It's complete lies. It's like I like like the president said, just lie. Yeah. And, and well, and they and they have a script and they all read off of the it. The same like, exact script, and they right. all have voted to get rid of pre existing com- condition protections they're in suing the ACA. To continue doing it. And yeah. what, what here's what's crazy, and here's what had stopped politicians. I mean, I remember during the primary when Bernie's, you know, $15 a pony, you'll get all these things. Right. And Hillary would say, look, I love $15, but it's, you know, I, I think we can get 12 done. And, you know, there was a moment when I, I just was yelling at the TV, just say freaking 20, you know, just right. make up a number. Oh, 15? How about 18? <laughs> right, right. But the, the thing that should constrain people is they're going to figure out. Right. They're not making $15 an hour. They're going to figure out that because they have diabetes, insurance companies are not going to cover them. I mean, people will will realize, right, eventually that this is happening to them. You would hope that they will realize it. And you would hope that senior citizens living in the villages down in central Florida would realize that when Mitch McConnell says we've got to deal with entitlements, he's talking about them. Well, but but they're, you know, I think their Social Security is, is safe somewhat. They're not going to get the 3% increase. They'll also be dead, right? right. So, you know, and if they don't care about their children at all, I guess right. it doesn't matter. But, you know, if we have dolphins well, cuts in, up cuts on our with, beaches. Cuts with Medicare would actually kill them sooner. Yeah, so right. they need to, um, they need to understand that. Right. And it, it's a, it's, look, it, I don't know what's it, what's it going to take. I mean, they're going to just die. I, and then, and then, you know, what happens then? I, I don't get how people don't see through this nonsense. Well, I mean, we, you know, we're at a place, you know, I was online voting. We, our voting started Monday, so I went and early voted right away. There was a 20-minute delay because of computer problems, which, you know, that we haven't figured out how to vote in 2018 in America is amazing. But people were online, you know, there was a guy, two people in front of me who was saying, you know, I went to my normal polling place and it wasn't open. Well, early voting, we can't vote. We can only vote in certain places. So that's not new. And, you know, someone told me that his wife's a Democrat and she got a notice that it wasn't open, but no one else got notices. So why are they only sending it to Democrats? 
I mean, this is the kind of conspiratorial, you know, thinking that these people, you know, they think if you say, well, the Democrats took your Social Security, they're going to believe that, right? Right, right, right. You know, and of course, you know me, I had to finally say the Democratic Party sent out mailers telling people where to vote. The Republican Party could do the same thing, mister. It's not a conspiracy. It's it's literature from the party saying, here's your polling place. Right, right, and he, right. You know, kept mumbling under his breath, oh, that doesn't seem right to me. This is what people are being told. And this is, again, what these rallies are about, what the CNN and the, you know, the, the bombs are about, is if Donald Trump gets in front of a rally and says, there's no bomb. There wasn't a bomb. Right. What are you talking about? There'll be, there'll be, there'll be 33% of the country that says, no, no bombs. There's no bombs. Exactly. I'm not taking your Social Security. You know who took your Social Security? Nancy Pelosi. Right. Nancy oh, it's Pelosi. the Democrats' fault for not changing the law, even though I've had control of the entire government for two years now. Right. People will fall for it. Right. And that's what they're doing right now. I'm protecting pre-existing conditions. It's the Democrats who want to take it. Well, there is a law that they call Obamacare. Right. The reason. Right, right. The reason why pre-existing conditions are there is because of Obamacare. By the way, I'm talking to Janet Johnson. At Jay Johnson Law on Twitter, you watch our NHL on Saturday morning. Great guest of the show, Floridian, getting ready for one of the biggest knockdown drag out elections probably ever. They've got a governor, a contested governor's race, and and a contested Senate race. Uh, I am excited. I think Florida is going to be blue. I, I'm oh feeling gosh. it. I am oh feeling gosh. it. We we need that. You know, I think that DeSantis. You know, I, I had talked to Gwen Graham during the primary and. There was debate about who she wanted to run against, and she said, no, I want to run against DeSantis. I mean, she told me specifically, he's he's so nutty that he's who we're going to be. You know, and she also told me she was going to be the candidate. So, right, right, you know, right. Her predictions weren't great, but she told, that's what she said, is this guy is not going to do well. Well, it's, some, you know. it's clear that when we have a contrast, yes. the contrast works. It's It's time... It's yeah. very clear. Look, literally a split screen. We I mean, see he it. Literally had the one guy whose eyes were darting. I I think he's right. crying during the debate. I saw him. He saw looked him like crying. he was crying. He was getting mad. He was yeah. grinding his teeth. It was he's not. Yeah. And, he, and then Gillum looked like he just you know he had a fan blowing him. You know, like his yeah blew, yeah he looked cool. Well, you see it both. You, know. you see it there. You see it. Look, he's going to win. Gillum's going to win. In Texas, we got a guy who's probably going to not win. But it's going to be within two or three points in Texas because there's a contrast. And by the way, if he does win, and I still, I kind of have a feeling. Well, I know. I have a feeling he's. I have a feeling he's going to win. Uh, But you just said he wasn't going to win. Well, I know, but I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I feel like he's going to win, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to give you my my the Chris Hahn theory here, and I said this to you in the break as well. It reminds me of 2016 Trump Clinton. Everybody said Clinton was going to win. She was a boring technocrat that even a lot of the people who supported her didn't really like. In in Texas, everybody's saying Ted Cruz is going to win. All the polls have Ted Cruz winning. He's a boring technocrat that nobody likes. Right, right. And then there's this guy that shows up to towns in the middle of nowhere, and 10,000 people are there to see him. Yeah, and then the papers, I mean, the Dallas Morning News, not a liberal, you know, paper. Yeah, I mean, that's all true. What is missing is if we could get, you know, James Comey, maybe, to, you know, sort of say some horrible things about Ted Cruz. And maybe if the New York Times could run some kind of irresponsible, you know, front page story every day. Right. That's true. She did have every media outlet against her and the FBI. (laughs) But but Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz had somebody yell at him at a restaurant. So that was very upsetting. 
upsetting. It's upsetting these people can't go out to eat. I don't know. And, you know, what's amazing is almost all of them, I think Sarah Sanders had something at like a fried chicken place, but almost all of these people who are having these awful experiences at restaurants are eating at Mexican or Cuban restaurants. Yeah. what is wrong? I like, why don't you just rub it in our faces? Right. Trying to, you know, stop Hispanics from coming to America. But boy, they really want to eat their food. Well, they I mean, want the Cubans to come to America because they're Republicans. Yeah. Although, <laughs> you know, I don't know about the generations. I know the Reagan, Mariel Boatlift, you know, that, that era right. for sure. But I don't know in Florida anymore that it's such a sure bet. I mean, you know, I got a good friend who is Cuban who now lives in New York, but he's from Florida and he is as liberal as they come. And he was born in Cuba. Uh, He's our age. And uh, he is uh, he is not a conservative Republican. Well, I mean, I think it's their parents that, you know, they were indebted to Reagan for getting them out, you know, which is understandable. But I don't think this party. I mean, again, this is not. Look, I, I was no Reagan fan, but this is not the the Ronald Reagan party, even. No, Ronald yeah. Reagan wouldn't even be a Republican at this point. I mean, he'd be he'd be like a one of those. Could he be like uh, the guy for? He'd be like Joe Donnelly, <laughs> you know? right? Well, yeah, or maybe he, you know, one of the Bushes, like sort of a never Trumper, but very tepid and right, 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 who, right. You know. And, and well, I don't know why Jeff Flake has to be on TV every five seconds. I'm like, tired of Jeff Flake. Jeff, I'm yeah. tired of his sad face. Oh, oh Jeff Flake, and you're going to make a sad face, and you're going to make a, a sad tweet about Donald Trump, and then you're going to vote with him 99% of the time. It, it's just, you know, uh, these guys are positioning themselves for 2020 as the non-Trump. They're positioning themselves if Trump like decides not to run or, or, or he gets indicted or impeached right. or something right. else like that because they're not running against Trump because they can't. Uh, but they're hoping to God that America figures Trump out in the next two years, which they won't, by the way. Do we feel confident that he won't be primary, though? I mean, I he'll be know. primary by John Kasich or somebody yeah. like that who will yeah. lose miserably. Do you uh, think so? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got 30 seconds left with you. The time oh flies God. when you're having fun and you're talking to your political soul sister who you've never met in her life. You've just been on radio. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we did try that one time. Thing. It just it never worked out. It never works yeah. out. And the last time you were in New York, I was in Maryland. So. Yeah, we saw Springsteen on Broadway, which was out. Oh, was man, you do all the fun stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. That's what happens awesome. when you're rich and childless. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I was at I a soccer it. tournament while you were at Springsteen. Oh, and I, I loved every minute of it, Hope. All right, where are you going to be? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on HLN Saturday morning, um, starting at 7.50, I think. Wow. Uh, Yeah, we'll be up early, but it gets repeated. So if you guys aren't up, you can watch it. And, um, you know, just working the polls and getting people out there and electing Gillum and Nelson. I think they're going to do it, and I think you've been a big help in that regard. (laughs) Janet Johnson, at Law on Twitter. Big guest, my favorite guest. Taking your calls on the side of the break, 631-451-1039. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at. You can't ignore the truth forever, so listen up. The Chris Hahn Show. Hey. Yeah. Voice. Yeah. All right. I'm back. I'm live. I'm still taking your calls at 631 451 
1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, pick up the phone and give me a call. 631-451-1039. Don't forget, catch me tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Fox News. I'll be on with Tucker Carlson, probably talking about what happened the last couple days or the caravan or midterms or something like that. I don't know. Saturday night, my regular spot, I'll be debating Dan Bongino. On uh, Justice with Judge Janine, my regular spot, 9.30 p.m., and I'm moving my regular spot on Laura Ingram to Tuesday so I could do the round table on the midterms. Is that what they're calling it? That's what they're calling it. Who's on? Big four hitters. It's me. You, Big J Oliver, Frank McKay, and Tom Shalero. Tom Shalero. Middays with Tom. Middays with Tom. 12 to 2 every day 12 right to here. 12 J Oliver right on all the time. All the time. All the time. DJ <laughs> Oliver. Exactly. It's a great voice. I love it. Uh, it's the best radio voice on the planet. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I really am. It's Jay Oliver coming at you. Is that close? <laughs> and that's, it's, it's not, not bad. bad. You get the twang. The twang. I just right. want to say, <laughs> you got you got the Lee Zeldin and you got uh, what's the the, the Perry Gershon. <laughs> Nobody knows who's going to win. I mean, I don't have an opinion. I'm a news guy. That's close, right? That's not bad, yeah. And I'll be like, I don't really have an opinion either. I don't do local politics. I'm a exactly. national guy. Let's <laughs> talk about I, Florida. And, and, and as I've been saying to these congressmen out there, it has nothing to do with you. It Unfor- really doesn't. You fight so hard. You put so much money and effort into it. It's, this is the one midterm election that has nothing to do with you. Candidate, it's about 1%. If you're a million times better than the other guy, it's 1%. If you're... If you're both good candidates and they both seem to be running hard in this district, candidates not going to matter that much because you're both going to do what candidates do, get voters out. It's the national thing. How big's the wave? I think the wave's got to be pretty big here in the first congressional district for a change. But we'll but we'll see what happens. And we'll talk about it on Monday with Jay Oliver and Frank McKay and uh, Tom Shalero. I always want to say Tom Shalou, who I used to do... I still do his radio show at Fox. He used to be the host of Red Eye on Fox, which was, of all the things I did in television, my favorite thing to do, and it's off the air now. It stinks. It's a good show. Uh, But uh, that's Monday uh, at 7 o'clock, and uh, they got some new thing on their website. uh, uh, They want me to plug the website. Plug LINewsRadio.com. Ask uh, whatever you heard today. Talk about it. and. uh, Ask me anything. I'll, I'll answer the question. I there mean, you go. Or you could call in right now at 631-451-1039. And by go. the way, if you, uh, if you missed a second of the show, one second of the show, uh, you got you to gotta subscribe to The Chris Han Show podcast, uh, available now on iTunes uh, and wherever you get your podcasts, The Chris Han Show. Uh, it is, uh, it's the show. It's the exact same show you're listening to right now. So if you missed any of it, uh, it's there, and we will be putting that up uh, tomorrow. Uh, so really, you know, within a couple hours after the show, uh, you'll find that there. And if you subscribe, you don't even have to do so, do anything. It'll automatically download to your podcast app on your phone. So the Chris Hahn Show uh, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on uh, Instagram, which I'm trying to do more with lately. I'm up to about 600, 500 and change followers. Right, they, everything, they, everyone counts. They wouldn't verify me, Mike. I'm verified on Twitter and I didn't even ask. But on Instagram, they, I asked and they didn't do it. They didn't have any reason or anything? Or just you didn't do answer? not meet the qualifications. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means either. I, 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 look. Maybe you got to post every day. Or... I post every day now, twice a day at least, three times. I got somebody helping me with it. 
That's why it looks good right now. Have you seen my Instagram? You should check it out, Mike. I'm going to look at it. Looks pretty good. All right. Putting things up. I got somebody helping me, telling me what to do is really what's going on, because I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram. I can't even can't even work the camera. It's, it's, it's the know. same thing as Twitter, but just with pictures, more pictures. Yes, it's much more difficult, because <laughs> you got to look good in a picture. Filters. That's what filters are for, bud. Well, I, I don't feel I look good, <laughs> ever. I never look good, and I post every day. Yeah, I, I feel, but you're like, what are you posting? You're posting you? Yeah, a lot of times. I post me, I post about a contest. I run a contest a lot of my shows. So right, I do a lot of contest stuff. How many you know, followers you got on Instagram? Seven hundred. You got more followers than me. Yeah. How many national television appearances have you done? Zero that I know. Of. Right. Maybe cops once or twice. Right. That I know. Cops, you were running. <laughs> we we, we lost the back him. of the we head. Lost. He was the one guy that they didn't <laughs> catch on cops. Now they know. Now you know where he is. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess. Look, I've only been using it for three weeks. So there you go. Let, exactly. you know, let, let's it takes, see. It takes time, but let's, you know, it's let's organic. see what happens. It it's kind of it's kind of. I did get blocked by James Woods on Twitter today, so maybe that'll help. It should. Uh, and I got a show coming out uh, I did for my friends at Face Off Unlimited called Thanking You. I think it premieres a week from Monday or Sunday, a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. I, it, I was interviewed by uh, this guy, Willie D, who was a very good interviewer, uh, and we'll see what they do with it. It was like a month and a half ago I taped it, and I'm used to everything going live, so it's kind of weird. So, But uh, but it's up. It's going to be good. Uh, it was an excellent interview. It, it's a show. They, they do two interviews in the show, and they edit some stuff, and it's a whole thing. So looking forward to that coming out. Uh, but don't forget to catch me on Fox tomorrow night and Saturday night and Tuesday night and right here again on Monday. And I think you and I will be live on Wednesday next week because yeah. the Islanders are... Uh, messing with our schedule. So and we're going to have a lot of Wednesday shows coming up in the future yeah. because there's basically a whole month of November is gone and we got a lot of January gone too. That's so. something you could find out by following me on Twitter or checking go. out the Ask Me page exactly. on LA News Radio. When's Chris going to be on? When's Chris on? <laughs> Why isn't he on every night? Because I got other things to do, America. I can't be on every single night. Anyway, 631-451-1039. I got to talk about my fat friend Rush Limbaugh whose audience is shrinking and dying. Uh, this is a guy who I despise, who is deplorable, who is, um, I don't know when I talk about the discourse in this country and your opponent, your political opponent is your enemy. And I know Rush is an entertainer as am I, but he takes it too far and too many people don't recognize him as an entertainer and they believe what he says. So when hours after pipe bombs are put in the mail uh, to George Soros and President Clinton and President Obama and Vice President Biden and uh, Congresswoman Waters and others and CNN and John Brennan, he goes on the radio and, and this is what he says, Mike, play it for me. You've got bought and paid for operatives by Mrs. Clinton money showing up at Trump rallies trying to make them look like deranged Trump supporters. The Democrats are even paying people to 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 draw swastikas on American flags and waving them around, made to look like uh, uh, deranged lunatic Trump supporters. And so in the midst of this atmosphere, we have this series of bombs that were supposedly sent today exclusively to Democrats. And it just, there's a smell test that this stuff has to pass. And so far, a lot of people's noses are in the air. So he doesn't think it passes the smell test. He goes on to call it a false flag. There's some other things. I didn't feel like playing his whole two-minute rant. 
Let's start with the lie about paid Soros Clinton people going to rallies. That doesn't happen. Uh, There are a lot of people who are passionate. I'm sorry. They show up at the Trump rally because he's the president of the United States and anybody should be able to go see him speak. And then they protest him because this is America where we have a thing called the First Amendment where you're allowed to protest people. But Rush Limbaugh calling this a false flag, as did James Woods, as did Savage, as did others, immediately. Look, uh, we don't know that this is a, a, we don't know the motivation of the person who sent this. I assume the person was crazy. And I assume the person listening to the president decided to attack his enemies because he thought he was doing the president's president a favor. Now, that's not me saying the president is responsible for it, please. I did an hour on that. But sometimes when you say your opponent is the enemy of the people, some delusional maniac will believe you and will decide if they're the enemy of the people, they must die. And then Rush Limbaugh says, no, 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 wait, we got to talk about this caravan, which is never coming to America. And now they're going to send troops to the border to stop. Um, I think illegally. So let's call it a false flag and blame the Democrats for it. Just like the president's blaming the Democrats for the caravan. Now, uh, look, if there's anybody motivating the caravan that is not, uh, you know, from Central America, who who's legitimately trying to flee for their lives, it would be Republicans, right? Because this plays right into their hands. This is the story they wanted now. It plays right to their base. We need tougher borders. We can't elect Democrats. Well, look, America, President Trump is responsible for the borders. He's responsible for the laws at the borders. He's responsible for the humanitarian crisis, for not addressing the humanitarian crisis that is causing this uh, migration, Mike. He's, He's responsible for it. He's the president. He controls the Congress. His party controls the courts. So if he wants to blame the Democrats who are not responsible for anything right now, do not control anything in this government right now, For this problem, he's just passing the buck. And let me tell you, Harry Truman, the buck stops here. But Rush wants to say it's a false flag because Rush is demented. He's an entertainer, guys. He knows not what he does. And he's hurting this country. 631-451-1039. Let me go to James in Calverton. Been a while, James. How you doing? All right, how you doing? I just want to say you and that guy in the studio both together aren't as bad as Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Me and that guy in the studio are as bad as Rush Limbaugh? I said you and the guy you're with in the studio together aren't as fat as Rush Limbaugh. We're not Limbaugh. as bad. Oh, we're not. I think he said and, we're not um, as fat. I, oh. That guy is totally Thanks, stupid. I mean, he's like a bigot I, on the air. I, uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to fat shame him. So let's just make fun of his drug addiction because he is a uh, drug well, addict. I'm not making fun of his being fat. <laughs> Although I did being, call him fat, fat right? Fat-headed is really what I'm talking he, about. He's a fathead. And he, well, he's selling a product. He's selling gossip on the air is what he's doing. Yeah. But I didn't call about that. I wanted to call about uh, how uh, these people are coming up from South, you know, from Mexico, whatever, um, 
it, it's like an elephant in the in the living room. You can't really avoid it. You know, I mean, just you know, thousands of people coming towards the border and. Everybody's dumping it on, on the president, and it's been going on for like a hundred years. It, it, we, these we, caravans, we let a these organized people come into this country legally every year. So I mean, what is another ten thousand? And, and by the way, they're not going to jump the wall. Deal. They're not going to scale the wall, James. They are going to present themselves at the border for asylum. We know they're coming. It is, it is. I know, but we we let a million uh, people from other countries in every year legally. Yeah. So uh, why is this such a big deal? I'll, I'll tell you. Thousand. I'll tell you why it's a big deal, because there's an election in 12 days, and the president needed something to motivate his base, and he got it. Well, I think I think the president will bring the country together after the election's over, because then he'll know where he stands. He, again, you know, you don't want to like like tell people it's going to be this way, this way, and the other, and then then the wrong people get elected. You know, I mean, it's, yep. you know, I, I'm sure he's going to bring the country together. I think he's been doing a great job, but I think the feds keep raising the interest rate, and that's what well, he the Well, crash. James, James, thanks for your call, but it's his Fed. He appointed the Fed. This guy appointed the Fed. They raised the interest rates. Uh, you know, it's his appointees. They're not supposed to be political. They're trying to stem inflation, which is creeping up. But the the caravan is a big deal because Trump wants it to be a big deal and the media laps it up. The New York Times, the AP called in an army marching towards the border. It's not an army. They're refugees, just like my grandparents were refugees from Germany and Italy. They are trying to escape tyranny, just like all of our families tried to escape tyranny. They're not coming here to invade this country. They want a better life for their children. And the president wants to say, oh, it's all men. It's not all men. It's men, women, and children. Let me go to Steve with Shoreham. Steve, you're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on a comment you made a moment ago about the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Trump may appoint, Trump may appoint people, but the people he appoints are put on the table by others. The Federal Reserve is not a federal So agency. nothing is his fault, right? Trump Trump should get blamed oh, for nothing time out. ever. Time out, time out, fella. Back up a little bit because you're not being objective right now. All you're doing is talking from a I, I'm not objective. Let me be very clear. I am not objective. I am subjective. You're not even subjective. You can't be subjective if you're not objective. All you are is driven by emotion. I'm not driven by emotion. If I was driven by emotion, I would have hung up on you. Quite frankly, I would hang up on you. I don't need to waste my time. But getting back to the point, the Federal, Reserve, the Federal Reserve is international and it's complex. You know that there are four, four presidents have been established in this country, starting with Lincoln, ending with Kennedy. Hey, you know buddy, those, I'm with you 100%. Those four presidents all wanted to do away with the Federal Reserve. Due to history about what Lincoln did to the Federal Reserve. Man, Stephen... I am not arguing with you. The president doesn't control it, but he did appoint the people who are raising it right now. He appointed, he appointed them. them. He appointed them from a list of people that control a piece the of, A list of people who are qualified to sit on that very complex board. Qualified by whose, by whose definition are they qualified? Qualified by the years of qualifications that we require for people who serve on the Federal Reserve, people who have served on it before. 
Now you're lost. Yeah, everybody wants lost. everybody wants to change everything all the time. Okay, I'm sorry, Stephen. I'm sorry, America. There needs to be some continuity from time to time. You can't just send a disruptor and disrupt everything. The reason why our economy is as good as it is is because we make incremental changes to our society. We don't make whole-scale changes like they do in the third world, where every couple of years is a new leader and everything changes. Advanced republics move slowly towards change, especially economic change. And that is a good thing. Because markets crave stability. And yes, the president did not create the Federal Reserve, but the president did choose the people who are on it now. So, yes, he is partially responsible for any rate hikes. Blame him. He gets some of the blame. Not all. You're right, Stephen. Not all of the blame. But some of the blame. And unfortunately, in this country, it seems like Trump supporters are unwilling to give him blame for anything ever. Ever. He's never wrong. It's never his fault. He's the bride at every wedding. He's the baby at every christening. He's the corpse at every funeral. He's the greatest guy who has ever lived. No, sometimes he is wrong. Often he is wrong. Often he lies. He is not the victim. Ever. Never, ever, ever, never. He is not the victim. He's the guy, he's the straw that stirs the drink, America. And everything that's happening right now in this country can be traced to him. He controls the courts, he controls the Congress, and he controls the presidency. And he likes to blame the minority party that controls nothing for all of his problems. And if he can't blame the minority party, he blames the press. Now, America, that kind of scapegoating nonsense has to stop. We have to stop letting him get away with it. He has been doing this for too long and too many people, good people, I'm sure that Stephen's a good guy. Allow him to do it. Stop. You wouldn't let your kids get away with some of the stuff this guy does. And you love your kids. And it's your fault for them doing whatever they did. But you wouldn't let them get away with it. Yet you allow this man free rides when there are bad things happening in this country that he can prevent. The trade war with China, that's all him. Inflation because of it, that's all him. They're raising interest rates because of actions he's taken elsewhere. All right. That's all the time I have for you tonight, America. Be safe out there, and remember to always seek the truth. Question everything, question everyone, even me, and especially the people who are asking you for their vote next week. Seek the truth, America. I know it's out there. I know you'll find it if you look hard enough. 
And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid and work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mom and dad said we should do. We should run through the forests, we should swim in the streams, we should laugh, we should cry, we should love, we should dream, we should stare at the stars and not just the screens, you should hear what... Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. 